Hello, Assalamualaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And I'm back because finally the Supreme Court has given its decision on the symbol, the bat symbol, um, signifying the PTI political party. Um, and I mean, I don't know why everybody is, in fact, I guess nobody's surprised. I mean, this was as predicted as expected. The Supreme Court um, accepted the election commission's absolutely ridiculous plea and it um, accepts uh, the ECP's decision of taking away the bat symbol from PTI which renders PTI um, now unable to contest the elections as a political party. So basically this was how they were hoping to ensure that PTI does not contest the elections. And as we know, um, there was a plan B in line, which was that there is another PTI N group, uh, which had extended collaboration with PTI saying that, okay, even if you do lose the symbol, you can collaborate with us and you know use our symbol, which is that of a batsman. And obviously this tool was thwarted when the um, when PTI N group was threatened and their main representative was kidnapped and then he was forced to make another press conference or give another press conference in which um, he would withdraw his collaboration with PTI. So um, there is a plan C which is actually not much of a plan I guess I don't know why anybody's calling it a plan C. The, uh, the point is that um, some people may think that, you know, um, that the PDI members are not implementing the plans that have been so detailed, so well thought out by Imran Khan um, because he is not able to implement it himself. So his members are not doing a good job. But I think that there are two um, other things that you need to think about. First of all, how is it that people are people know of these plans? Number one, if the people in the media know of these plans, then obviously, if we know of these plans, then obviously, um, the enemies know the plans. Um, so it's very easy for them to thwart those plans. Number one, number two, there is either a mole or a leak, um, because after all, um, throughout the whole process from the ousting of the prime minister to him being put in jail to all the other core members being um, kidnapped and illegally arrested. Um, you know, in each in each of these acts, you could actually see that there is a mole. Each time, even within his team of lawyers, there was a mole that was exposed. So this is not something that is unexpected or new. So it definitely their plans are being leaked if they do have any plans, number one. Um, how else is it that the whole world seems to know about these plans? So, I mean, it's very easy to thwart those plans when you are in the know. So there is that that needs to be understood. And obviously, because again, this is not unexpected. Everybody knew that they would try by hook or by crook to stop PTI from contesting the elections. They, um, after the, the whole world sat up and debated on the fact that there are um, that the, the elections coming up are not going to be free and fair. And the IMF also <clears throat> pointed it out 
and said that they would refuse to work on the program on giving the second half of the payment and to extend the program if there are no free and fair elections. And because of that, they, as I said, we don't know how long they will pretend to accept the papers of the nominees. And as we can see, immediately after pretending to accept the papers of the nominees, now today, they have again started um, arresting and kidnapping PTI nominees. Not only that, keep it in mind that one of the main contestants, um, her papers were rejected. That was Sana Javed. And not just hers, Amona Zulahi and Pervez Zulahi. These two major contestants, their papers have been rejected as well. And the rest of the nominees are being kidnapped or illegally arrested and threatened. So the one good thing about this case, the Supreme Court, because as always, um, Isa Faiz had to broadcast it live in front of the whole world, which again begs the question that I've been asking before. Who is he trying to show this trial to? Obviously, not just Nawaz Sharif, but he's trying to show this trial to the United States of America. He's trying to show this trial to his masters. Um, his immediate master is Nawaz Sharif. After all, his whole career began because of Nawaz Sharif. Um, he's, he owes his whole career, he owes every single promotion of his to Nawaz Sharif. Um, none of it was warranted, none of it was merited, none of it was um, something that he was qualified for. Remember that. So the very career that Justice Issa Faiz has enjoyed has been through, uh, you know, through connections. It has been all because of Nawashi. Okay, so none of it was through merit. And so the slave now has to bring the carcass in front of his master to show him that, look, I'm not an ingrate, um, you know, that I uh, will return, I'll pay back for every kindness that you've shown me, you know, so I will be your slave for life. And that is why this live broadcast, in which he so blatantly abused his authority, um, the whole case was a joke, and he didn't care that he, as a justice, as a judge, became a joke in front of the whole world. That live broadcast of this case um, just showed the whole world, it exposed to the whole world, um, the illegality of the whole process. It showed the abuse of power, it showed the blatant manipulation of the law. It showed the blatant disregard of the law. And it showed the fact that the judges did not care that they were abusing their authority and that they were throwing the law out of the window and that they were making a joke out of the whole process. So obviously it pissed the people of Pakistan off. They, in fact, there was a huge crowd outside the Supreme Court at that moment in which people were chanting out loud um, they were basically raising slogans in favor of Imran Khan, saying that he is the only prime minister of Pakistan as far as they're concerned, as far as we are concerned. Um, but again, you know, I would say it again, the people of Pakistan um, need to do more. Just chanting slogans and raising protests in peace is not going to help at all. We need to shut down the whole country. We need to bring them down to their knees. We need a revolt. We need a rebellion. 
we need a revolution and we need a bloody one at that because this is not going to stop. They didn't stop keeping in mind history, keeping in mind how they killed off all the major, all the major most important people uh, of Pakistan who looked after the interests of Pakistan. Um, you know, the people of Pakistan need to stop thinking that there's going to be a miracle that's going to stop everything. Things have gone way too far, way too beyond, um, you know, for any miracle. You know, we need to take everything back into our hands by force. That is the only way to do it. And especially when, you know, you can also see that they have gone to this extent that once again, just like before, they are releasing fake surveys on the mainstream media where they're showing that, oh, PMLN has rose in popularity in Punjab, which is the dead opposite, actually, as we all know. Um, PMLN lost Punjab a long, long time ago. Punjab is basically PTI's domain. It will always be PTI's domain. You can remove PTI from the elections. You can do whatever you want. You can finish the whole group. You can disband the whole group. You can ban the whole group. You can do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, PTI will never cease to exist. Again, why? Because the members of PTI are the people of Pakistan. They are the public. You don't just have a few members in the PTI that belong to certain political groups or certain political families or that, you know, or that are professionally in politics. No, this is known as the biggest political party in the country because most of its members are the people. Okay. Most of the members of PTI are the people of Pakistan. You cannot forget that. So if you're trying to dismiss PTI, you're trying to dismiss the people of Pakistan. And how long do you think you will survive after you dismiss the people of Pakistan? So this comes back to my uh, another thing that I've said before, that I do think that Imran Khan's biggest mistake yet amongst all the mistakes that he's made is trusting the law, trusting the very law that he knew was already being manipulated. It was already being shredded to pieces by placing himself in the hands of the legal framework, by trusting the law, by trusting the system. He made a huge mistake. I understand exactly what he was doing. I understand where he was coming from. This is something that I would have done maybe 18 years ago, but I would never do it now. And he should not have done it. He should not have played by the book. He should not have played by the principles. He should not have placed himself himself at the hands of the system saying that, okay, I trust you. And I, I know that, you know, because, you know, they are, again, the people in the system, the system itself has, is too rotten. It's too rotten to get back on its knees. It has to be destroyed and rebuilt. This is something I've said time and again. And to put himself in the hands of a treasonous system is a suicide. And he knowingly did that. So I don't get it. I don't get it. Why? Because you see, in Islam, again, the old me would have gotten it. The old naive me would have gotten it. But the new me, no, I would never accept that. Because in Islam, we are allowed to fight our enemies in exactly their own tactics, using their own tactics, mirroring their own tactics. Okay? We are allowed to change our tactics, to mirror that of our enemies. We are allowed to stoop to conquer. If our enemies have stooped, we are allowed to stoop to their level to conquer. Um, 
although in Islam there are principles and there are rules to be followed in the law, but at the same during a war even, but we are allowed to give our enemies as good as we get. We are allowed to fight their own level using their own tactics. So he should have fought with the enemy using their own tactics. He shouldn't have stood um, on principle. No, this was not the time to stand on principle. This was the time to fight with them in their own level. We need to stoop to conquer. We need to stoop to their level to conquer. Okay, um, we need to fight dirty with those who are fighting dirty with us. In fact, they took full advantage of the fact that he did not fight dirty. This needs to be kept, kept in mind. So keeping all of that in mind, I believe um, that even now when he thinks that he'll stand his ground and he'll stick by principles and he'll play the long game, again, I'll repeat myself, we do not have time for the long game. We need to destroy everything completely and utterly and then rebuild. You cannot build a new building on rotten foundations. You cannot. You can perform all the miracles in the world, but you just cannot do that. Well, so this is the scenario at the moment. Again, I would repeat the people of Pakistan just protesting will not do anything. We need to bring them down to their knees. And there is only one way, the French Revolution way. Think about it as if you have the luxury and time to do so. While we're thinking about it, while we're waiting for miracles, they are actually doing what I'm saying we should do to them. They're doing it to us as predicted. In fact, as I've said before in my last episode, it's as if our very country is screaming in rebellion against them. So why aren't the people? Our weather is rebelling against them. I mean, it's like, you know, what we call a cursed government. This, these people, they're so cursed. They are so cursed that they, that we are living in misery because of them, that even God has decided to just let go of us. The skies have decided to let go of us. The soil has decided to let go of us simply because we are not doing what we need to do to stop this crisis. And seriously, nobody gets the kind of chances we've been getting time and again. We have got at least four chances since Imran Khan's imprisonment alone. And we did jack shit. So I have really no expectations from the people of Pakistan. I don't care how angry they are. I don't care how much they protest. As long as you do not go for the French Revolution, there is going to be no change. And the overseas Pakistanis too, they need to exert external pressure, complete external pressure that could somehow enable the people within Pakistan to also get off their butts. So I think that's the only way to deal with these people. We need to deal with them in the most sadistic, the most brutal manner possible, because that is exactly how they will deal with us. This is me signing out for the office.